Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. We can provide better nutrition and reduce the impacts on our earth. We've got that story plus editing heart attacks out of the singularity. But first, courts overturn COVID. And we will begin in India as India's Supreme Court overturns mandatory COVID-19 vaccination policy. We grab this from the nationalnews.com and everything we say and play on these shows is always sourced down in your show notes. India's top court just this past Monday ruled that no person can be forced to get vaccinated and the Constitution gives everyone the right to refuse vaccination in a milestone judgment on the country's COVID-19 policy. I misspoke. It was two Mondays ago. Prime Minister Narendra Modi says the ruling will encourage vaccine hesitancy as if that needs any encouragement. From India to British Columbia, Canada, the Crown drops another 24 tickets against three B.C. pastors who refuse to shutter their churches. This this coming from the Crown themselves, James and I now realize, oh, this is why people make that joke about it pleases the Crown. The Justice Center is pleased to announce that the Crown has dropped 24 COVID tickets totaling 55,200 bucks issued in connection with public health orders to the Justice Center's clients. And of course, this gets into all the all the nitty-gritty of the COVID era, the scamdemic, the pandemic. And we joked, man, this is going to be great for all the lawyers in a couple years later. It's like, "Oh, did you, you know, did you take a weird vaccine?" It's pretty easy to predict, unfortunately. Finally, we go from British Columbia to Tokyo, Japan. Court finds COVID restrictions for Tokyo restaurant chain illegal. A Japanese court ruled that an order by the Tokyo Metropolitan Government for a restaurant chain operator to reduce business hours amid the coronavirus pandemic was illegal. Finding the case did not fulfill certain conditions. However, the Tokyo District Court rejected a claim by Global Dining Incorporated that imposing blanket restrictions without offering evidence that eateries are a source of infections violates the freedom of business guaranteed under the Constitution. They, they didn't care about that one. The company, which runs dozens of restaurants, including a Japanese-style pub famous for its scene in Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill, they've immediately appealed the ruling, even though it seems kind of positive. The first ruling of its kind comes amid hardships for restaurant and bar operators as they face restrictions and profits fall every time infections surge, which of course infections surge depending on how you do the tests. About 75% of our claims were accepted. Kozo Hasegawa, president of Global Dining, told a press conference after the ruling, but he also said our basic human rights were neglected. It's unacceptable. You're damn right, James. Damn right, indeed. So uh, for people who want more on that story out of the India Supreme Court decision, I will direct them to the Awaken India Movement website of Johan Tangra, pre previous Corbett Report. Dot com guest. People might remember he was involved with that case in the Supreme Court that, yes, has to overturn the vaccine mandates in India. A pretty big deal. And there's also a uh, another post that they made about false claims about the Indian Supreme Court judgment against vaccine mandates debunked, talking about some of the naysayers saying, oh, no, this doesn't mean what you're saying it means. No, it does mean what, what they're saying it means. So there's some more information there. Um, and yes, okay, <laughs> I know the obvious thing that is going to be said and should be said is, well, this isn't, a, you know, the end of the struggle and this isn't, you know, the victory and now we can all go home. But let's take a moment to at least savor that some decisions are being made right now that are, I think, what 
Again, what the last couple of years of craziness have really been about is trying to hardwire the infrastructure for the biomedical biosecurity grid into place. So these types of court decisions that are being that are accruing and the, uh, the the types of legal precedents that they are creating are really the point of what has been happening for the last couple of years. So decisions in in the favor of freedom are always to the good. Um, there are always asterisks and caveats that go along with that. And yes, there is also, of course, the bigger overarching picture of this, which is they are not done yet, and it's not just the legal precedents that are being set here. It is also the infrastructure for the entire international pandemic uh, enforcement class thing that's coming into view right now. I'll put a couple of cookie crumbs on that trail for you. World Bank to receive $450 million to start Pandemic Preparedness Fund. And we know that when you're funding things that are about preparedness, it's about, like, funding the war on drugs, you're going to get more drugs. Uh, fund the war on terror, you're going to get more terror. Fund the Pandemic Preparedness Fund. I wonder what wonder what's going to be in the f- future. And, of course, also, as I'm sure people have seen by now, um, there are amendments to the international health regulations uh, that I've talked about many, many times now, uh, most recently talking in um, with regards to uh, the Global Pandemic Treaty, uh, there are amendments to those uh, IHR that are on the table and will be voted on uh, just next week. Um, so this is uh, an impending threat that is happening right now. I think I know there's a lot of confusing swirling around right now, probably intentionally so, because th- no, this is not the global pandemic treaty that they are now in the midst of discussing. These are amendments to the already existing international health regulations that, if these amendments go through, will be wedded into the uh, the pandemic infrastructure right away. So yes, there are still threats. This is not over. COVID is not a thing of the past. But there have been some decisions that have overturned some of this. I'll also point to New Zealand, which apparently has recently had a ruling about uh, police and uh, I think first responder vaccine mandates um, that again goes in the direction of freedom. Um, so these are things to be celebrated and to be acknowledged and to be pushed forward. But we're not done yet, unfortunately. This ain't over. The Food and Drug Administration here in the States, the FDA, they've got this big push of this list of things they've got coming up just in next month of June. Oh, here's where we're going to approve the thing for, you know, vaccines for, you know, less than five-year-old kids. It's not – they're still pushing forward as as we talked about several weeks ago. As far as the public normie junk you talk about, declare COVID beaten and move on. And that's what the strategizers told the Democrat Party. Meanwhile, still, of course, creating all of this infrastructure. That is our first story here on New World Next Week, episode 484. And of course, as maybe they've all been these last couple of years, the stories all all really fit together. A one and done CRISPR gene therapy will aim to prevent heart attacks. Appropriately enough from SingularityHub.com, in a few months, a daring clinical trial may may fundamentally lower heart attack risks in the most vulnerable people, the triple vaxxed, I would guess. If all goes well, it will just take one shot. It's no ordinary shot. The trial, led by Verve Therapeutics, a biotech company based in Massachusetts, will be one of the first to test genetic base editors directly inside the human body. A variant of the gene editing tool CRISPR, Case 9, as we've talked about for many years here now. 
base editors soared to stardom when first introduced for their efficiency at replacing single genetic letters without breaking delicate DNA strands. Because it's safer than the classic version of CRISPR, the new tool ignited hope that it could be used for treating genetic diseases. James, am I confusing the CRISPRs? Are we throwing all the shade at the old bad CRISPR and they've already, what, they've already fixed it? Verve's CEO, Dr. Sikar Kathisirian, took note. A cardiologist at Harvard University, Kathisirian, wondered if base editing could help solve one of the main killers of our time. It's like right up there with cancer and medical malpractice. Heart attacks. It seemed the perfect test case. We know one major cause of heart attacks, high cholesterol levels, particularly a version called LDLC, low density lipoprotein cholesterol. We also know several major genes that control its levels. Most importantly, we know the DNA letter swap that can, in theory, drastically lower LDLC and can in turn throttle the risk of heart attacks. There's just one problem. We don't know how base editors will behave inside a living human body. That is what the promoters of this write in their article. We don't know what'll happen. Who cares is if they haven't shown that these last couple of years. We don't care what the consequences are gonna be. Verve Therapeutics announces clearance of first Verve 101 clinical trial application and outlines global clinical development strategy reports first quarter 2022 financial results because it's all about the money. We will include the link to that PDF. And just lastly, just a little dessert off the menu of the brave new food world order, CRISPR cockroaches. A new gene editing breakthrough makes them possible. Eat the bugs, James. Also, don't don't change your diet or exercise or anything. Just get weird Rockefeller medicine experiments, James. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, James, let's be fair. We don't know how these base editors, CRISPR base editing technology is going to work in healthy human bodies, but we know how they work in healthy macaque monkeys? Question mark? Yes. If uh, reading on in that article, they do note that the injection of a base editor dubbed ABE 8.8 can reduce both PCSK9 and LDL cholesterol levels in healthy macaque monkeys. Um, so this has already been tested. The therapy is a work of art. It contains two easily and cheaply synthesized components, an mRNA that makes the base editor inside the body. So they're not injecting this CRISPR base editing technology into you. No, they're injecting the mRNA that then get your body's cells construct the proteins that then do the work. And a guide RNA, gRNA, to direct the base editor to the correct DNA spot. Oh, good. It sounds so precise. What could go wrong? The components were then encased inside a lipid nanoparticle, essentially a fatty bubble, and injected into monkeys' bloodstreams. Very much similar to Moderna, Pfizer, COVID vaccines. All right. And then um, they, they note that after eight months, the monkeys had just 10% of their former PSK9 levels and consistently low cholesterol. Biopsies and blood tests also showed that the monkeys experienced few side effects. Great. All right. So it seems to be working. Um, and they also go on, go on to note that the gene editor was shockingly specific. In one screen, only one DNA DNA site popped up uh, for off-target editing. <laughs> so, guys, it's only off-target editing where we weren't telling it to go. Only, only once could we find it in that one screen that we were looking at. <laughs> anyway, make of this what you will. I, I think this is obviously just part of the bigger trend. That, again, that was another huge part of what the, the entire COVID scandemic was about. 
Um, go back to October 2019. We've talked about it before. We'll talk about it again. Fauci and Dr. Bright and others sitting there at the uh, the Milken Institute saying, you know, we've got all these crazy cool technologies, but it's going to take a decade of, you know, laborious trial testing to make sure. Unless there was some sort of like real big problem and people saw things like the flu in this totally new way, then we could sort of ramrod it through with some government assistance. Yeah, it's almost like they could see the future. So um, on that note, just on the gene editing note, I will also give the hat tip to Kit Knightley at Off Guardian, who had a very important article I hope people will check out, Genetically Edited Food, The Next Stage of the Great Reset. And he goes into a lot of uh, detail about this this new trend that's popping up, and it's all over the news. As these food shortages start to start to hit, what are we going to do? Oh, I know. The, the thing that will save us is gene-edited foods. Right. Anyway, I think we uh, it's it behooves us to know about that trend that's coming down the line. So, so you're saying they just needed like a new Pearl Harbor event? Isn't that funny how they write about needing these crazy black swan events that magically come along right when they need them and help push the things they'd already written down? A leftover little entomological appetizer to set the table for the final segment. The tick that causes a meat allergy is on the move. The Lone Star Tick can trigger an allergic reaction to red meat in those bitten. Now this arachnid's territory is expanding. Brought to you by Build Back Beyond Better Burger. Finally, on this Neural Next Week episode 484, James, I, I had this originally in the reverse order. But I thought maybe that would just that would just be too confusing. So let's just do the famous dialectic in the order in which we know and love them. Problem. Babies breastfeeding from COVID vaxxed mothers becoming sick, some dying. The Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, published a report by a 36-year-old mother whose baby boy was hospitalized two weeks after she got the first Pfizer shot from right here in New Mexico. Shocker. He was treated with IV antibiotics. Another story. I believe they used to talk about, well, we're overusing antibiotics, superbugs, but yeah, whatever. He was treated with IV antibiotics for two weeks, sent home, and died shortly thereafter from blood clots in his arteries. Journalist Brian Shalhavy searched the VAERS database and found another breastfed infant who died the day after his mother took a second dose of the COVID vaccine. Then he found... 94 more cases of breastfeeding babies that sustained injuries after their mothers took COVID injections. We believe the cost is worth it. Symptoms in those infants included anaphylaxic shock, blood clots, high fever, vomiting, diarrhea, hives. Many nursing mothers had their breast milk dry up after taking a COVID shot. Now, that's from one of those weird conspiracy sites, needtoknow.news, but we will include the link to the VAERS database. Search results from the VAERS database. This is VAERS ID 1532154. Reaction. Breast milk banks receive surge in calls from parents. That's on Yahoo News. Baby formula shortage has anxious parents stalking shelves nationwide from NBC with store shelves empty and online retailers out of stock. And I even did a little bit of checking. They are, of course, they are all temporarily unavailable. Some parents are considering measures they wouldn't normally take to feed their infants. No, not, not breastfeeding. So we did the problem. We had the reaction, but what's the solution? Bill Gates' climate change investment firm bets on lab-produced breast milk from CNBC. Biomilk 
is targeting infant nutrition by attempting to reproduce mother's breast milk in a lab. B-I-O-M-I-L-Q. Biomilk. It's like the F-R-O-O-T in, in Fruit Loops, James. Biomilk co-founder, it gets better. And CEO Michelle Egger is a food scientist who worked on the Larabar at General Mills, GM, before moving on to business school and, you know, just a stint at the Gates Foundation. She and her co-founder, CSO Leela Strickland, hope that the breast milk produced by Biomilk from culturing mammary epithelial cells will help reduce the carbon footprint from the global infant formula market, which Fortune Business Insights say will surpass $103 billion by 2026. The top infant lab formula manufacturers include Abbott Labs, Dannon, and Nestle. No stranger to getting poor Africans hooked on their trash. We can provide better nutrition for the 84% of babies in the U.S. who are switched to formula either partially or exclusively in the first six months of life and reduce the impacts of animal agriculture on our earth, Strickland said. That's pretty interesting. Bill Gates' climate change investment firm bets on lab-produced breast milk. When's this story from? Oh, that's right. June 16th, 2020, from at least two years before the problem. Now that is some smart investing. I covered this on my June 24th morning show in 2020, artificial breast milk firm that offers an environmentally friendly alternative to baby formula gets three and a half million from Bill Gates, but also Jeff Bezos. And of course, don't forget Mark Zuckerberg. So of course I go, I'm digging through these links from two years ago and uh, yeah, our colleagues, that talked about this two years ago have, oh gosh, whoops, they've been kicked off of Elon's bastion of fee speech. So I got to go back to the OG source at the Daily Mail. And of course, we did actually cover this for our cover story. New World Next Week, episode 413, also in June 2020, Gates invests in lab-made breast milk. Now from a mother of four in my media monarchy community, if you or any in your circle need formula, use raw goat's milk. There's no need for formula. The disclaimer from James Evan Pilato, I am not a lawyer, this is not legal advice, I am not a doctor, this is not medical advice, but this is obviously a giant chest-feeding part of this agenda. Here's, here's the fun game. Suggest urgent investigation of rising hepatitis cases in kids based on the reasonable hypothesis of spike proteins in breast milk and watch the be kind Ukraine flaggers tell you to shut up with your self-serving craziness. Sadly, this is no dream. This is really happening because, as I've said a million times, James, I got Chud soundtrack in the background. This would make the perfect horror film setup, my elevator pitch. This would be like the stuff meets It's Alive. James? I, I think I understand work. half you'll, of that reference. <laughs> you, you'll, have, you'll have to you, you have to trust me on that. Okay. <laughs> I'll look all. that up. <laughs> I, I remember specifically covering the biomilk story because I remember I made the 1-800-DOCTORB joke. The B is for bargain. Biomilk, the Q is for quackery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it, 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 all you have to do is study these investments to understand where we are being taken. So when they're in the Gateses and others are investing in a company like Moderna that has never successfully brought a, a product to market and is hemorrhaging uh, funds and is on the brink of bankruptcy, 
And then suddenly, wow, look at that. Now they're all incredibly profitable. Wow, what a great investment. Or when they're investing in biomilk, this is ridiculous. Why would people buy this monstrosity? Oh, I see. It's because they're going to create artificial scarcity and shortages and, and convince you that human actual breast milk. Oh, no, God, don't use that. Or, so what does it mean that Gates is now the largest single landholder of uh, a farmland in the United States? I wonder what that could portend for our genetically edited fu food future. And it just keeps coming. Um, there's There's a lot of examples of this. But it goes back to what you always say, James, and I always credit you with this because it's exactly, exactly spot on. They steal the real, they sell you back the fake. You cannot get a more crystal clear instantiation of this than the biomilk story. So I'll include the links. Remembering the Nestle baby formula scandal that rocked the 70s. And James, it's a funny reminder that it's like, oh, that's right. Our friends actually used to fight against Big Pharma. <sighs> on that happy note, that is New World Next Week, episode 484. Actually, I do I do have a good one. A little bit of not unmitigated good news. We can't get fact-checked by scary poppins for all these crazy conspiracies about Gates, Moobs, Milk. James, I did actually see it. I did a quick search and found some of the new, no, there's no connection between Gates, Biomilk, and the new shortage. That's been debunked, pants on fire. We can't get fact-checked by Scary Poppins because she already quit. The Ministry of Truth is on hold. This just in, you guys. Controversial 33-year-old Ministry of Truth head Nina Jankowitz resigns from the disinfo board. The Bezos hallway prime air and space IMDB post, of course, broke the story because they're like, you know, peas in a pod with the deep state. They, they would definitely know. That's a fun way to wrap up episode 484 of New World Next Week. This is where I always like to mention we launched NewWorldNextWeek.com not quite a year ago, but you can find Corbett Report DVDs, you can find Media Monarchy Radio Plays, you can find shirts for both of us, and pretty awesome good stuff coming up as well behind the scenes. We are working our butts off on it. We also still, of course, have my post office box here in the state for folks that don't do the digital money thing. And indeed, I stream news, music, memes, and more Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 Mountain Time at my own website, MediaMonarchy.com slash Listen James. Uh, big stuff coming soonish from the Corbett Kingdom. Were you working on stuff on our Well, it's West? definitely coming. I'm not going to promise soonish because, uh, you know, people will have different interpretations of that word. But at any rate, there are some big things, uh, a few big projects that are coming this year. So, uh... As, as I did say um, in my Deke programming note, I am going to be scaling back production significantly. So thank you for hanging on with me as I am diverting my energy and attention towards these projects. And I, I think a package just arrived for you the other day that hopefully we'll be able to incorporate into one of those projects. But at any rate... <laughs> Back there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shh, don't tell. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, as you say, we're working on a, a pretty big thing for the New World Next Week store that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Something that people have been asking for for a very long time is about to be uh, dropped on you. So more on that when it's ready. At any rate, uh, hang in there and thank you for your support in the meantime. All right, buddy. There it is. Episode 484 of New World Next Week, my friend. Take care. Take care.